Gary Smith. Welcome back. My next guest is Paul Zach. What a treat it was to speak with Paul today. He manages the largest office support services company in the home inspection profession. America's Call Center, or ACC, is more than a call center, air quotes. It's a 60-plus employee and growing home inspector partner. Whether you're a one-man shop or a growing multi-inspector company, their approach and commitment to your business success is something they take very seriously. So enjoy my conversation with Paul Zach. Welcome, Paul Zach. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. You're very welcome. You have a BS in chemical engineering from Rochester and uh, an MBA at University of Colorado in Denver. Um, you were the uh, a business analyst at uh, McDonnell Douglas, director mm-hmm. of product development at Sprint. But right. I want to know about a patent you have on low dispersion infrared glass. <laughs> it is very, it's really interesting you brought that up. That was back in my early engineering days, and I was working for Texas Instruments as an engineer doing research and development. Now, remember, this is in the, this is in the 1980 timeframe, so infrared technology was in its infancy, and it was really only used for military applications because it was so darn expensive. These were the the large night vision equipment that would go aboard like aircraft carriers and battleships and tanks and the large helicopters. Um, And so as part of that infrared equipment, you know, it has this special glass lens that filters out all the other frequencies of, of light except the infrared spectrum. And then, then the electromechanics behind that turned that into an image. So as a chemical engineer back then, I was charged with developing new forms of that glass lens out of different materials that could be shrunk down and made into um, a much smaller unit that could be mounted. They wanted, at that time, they had this vision of mounting them on every rifle in the Army. Of course, back then, that was amazing it would be amazing well of course now we know it's everyday technology sure yeah so i was so i was really involved in a lot of uh, infrared materials development back in my early days at texas instruments here's the interesting part and by the way we did do it we did it got a patent on it it was a bit it was a big dlti it was a very proud day fantastic but i'll tell you you know the here's a funny story about it so um you know as time went on you know i back then i remember saying to my boss now i was just a 25-year-old, right? I didn't know anything about the business world. I said to my boss, I said, you know, this infrared technology has some great applications. We could do it in other commercial uses besides the military. You know, his remark to me was, he says, well, if it's not a billion-dollar market, Texas Instruments doesn't really want to look at it. And as a 25-year-old, I said, well, okay. And I just went on with, you know, the rest of my life. But back then, if I had said, no, wait a minute here. I see applications for this. Do you know all the uh, thermal cameras inspectors would be holding right now? They'd be <laughs> called the Zach 3000. 
<laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, that yeah, that's uh, that's that's quite a story. Um, tell um, tell our listeners about um, reading a little bit about your your blog. You've got a you got a great blog, and I, one thing um, in particular uh, struck me. You you write about uh, the human element within every home inspection company. Explain what you mean by the human element of an inspection company the human element yes you know we're 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 all we're all human beings right and we all you know we we all know what we like we all know what what gives us a great experience each of us humans each of us people and so if you think about um just the whole home inspection process and when i say the process i mean from the very first point that home buyer or that real estate agent interacts with the inspector's company all the way through to the scheduling and the booking and the logistics and then of getting everything set up, then the actual inspection itself, then the post-inspection experience with the report, the questions that come in, those, those kinds of, you think of that whole process, the, 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 more, the more you can make the real estate agent and the home buyer feel like a valued customer where at as they go through that whole process sure them it feels like i had a great experience so that's where the human element comes in you know yes the inspector himself or herself has a huge part of that while they're on site doing the inspection but from the very first point of contact whether it's text email phone however it might be that whole process all the way through including the inspection and then post inspection where questions come in by email or text or phone again. That's all part of that experience that is always top notch when there's the human element involved. I see a lot of technologies coming out these days that are trying to remove the human element. And in our business, in the home inspection business, it's it's total service related. We use technology as tools, no doubt about it, right? To enhance our brand, to enhance our efficiency, to enhance communication, but we should never forget that it all begins and ends uh, with the human element. I couldn't agree more. It's the inspector, it's its inspector, it's whoever he has helping him, wherever he has helping him on his phones, email, text, wherever he has helping him doing his marketing, his additional inspectors he brings on board, all of that can never forget the human element. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's a, when when we begin to lose touch with our customer, that that that's really a sign. You you also write there's a there's a over obsession with revenue in our industry. And you talk about the revenue, this every, I think every home inspector, especially the older ones, this conundrum between, you know, the profit and the revenue. But you, you, you mentioned that there seems to be a focus on revenue more so than on the profit side. Talk about that a minute. Yes, yes, yes. So as, as, as you know, you think every inspection company owner is a business owner. I'm a business owner. We measure our businesses in you know, several different metrics. And one of the big one is, 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 is revenue. You know, we talk about, well, how big's your company? Well, you know, some inspectors, they also say, well, I have this many inspectors in my company, or I did this many inspections. And another metric we use is, well, I did this much in, in revenue. And I know there are, 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 are groups out there, networking groups, um, um, uh, coaching groups and whatnot. And they, one of the things that they focus an awful lot on is, is what's your revenue? And we're going to get you from this revenue to that revenue, which I think is awesome. You know, we all need 
and, you know, as business owners, we, we really do need the help of other business owners. And it's, it's a big world out there. And it's, as a business owner, sometimes we feel like we're, we're stuck on an island and nobody understands our world. Well, other inspection company owners, other business owners do understand our world. And this thing about focusing on, on revenue, it's a really important measurement. But I would suggest that just as important a measurement, if not more, to the long-term sustainability of any company is the profit. Because without profit, you don't have the fuel for the company to invest in the next round of revenue for the next year. And, and so without that profit, so I, I, I see a lot and I hear a lot about revenue and we can get your revenue up to here and revenue this, revenue that, but I don't hear enough about, well, how are you managing your costs right. so that you have healthy costs, growth-oriented costs, and then you have profit left over at the end so you can invest back into the business to get to the next level of growth. So I would love, here's what I would love to see. I would love, you know, in next couple of years, I go to a lot of inspection conferences, talk to a ton, ton of inspectors like yourself, Gary, and I would right. love when we as business people talk about our businesses, we bring up three metrics. We say, oh yeah, you know, last year I hit such and such in revenue and my profit margin was such and such and my take home, you know, my, my, my net that I invested back in my business was such and such percent. We only talk about the one. We don't talk about those other two. That's a healthy business. So I just think there's too much obsession on revenue. It's a good topic, but it's only like reading half a book. We're not reading the rest of the book. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, I have something I noticed, um, and it seems to be, it seems to permeate even the, the inspections report writing software to, to everything. It seems to be the word of the decade, integration. Talk to me about about integration and how important it is, or how how it's changed the your business model. Uh, you, we, I know we everyone talks about ISN and we're integrated with this and we're integrated with the software company. Um, talk about the this process of integration and how you see that how that that has changed our industry over the over the years. That that has been Gary. That, that has been a huge change. You know, I've, I've been in this, this for, well, ACC has been in this business for 20 years. I've been blessed to have been part of this for the last 15 years. And yes, that is one, one of the big changes I've seen in the industry for the positive is this integration. We all remember the days and, and yourself and your listeners who, who have been around for a while remember the days of where everything was disconnected. Your report writing software was not connected to anything else. So you had to type everything in. You know, your order taking process, how you set up your orders and the process of, of, of arranging those orders and fulfilling and processing those so that you had an inspection ready to go. That was disconnected from your port writing software. You, some inspectors might have spreadsheets or some homemade software where they're trying to keep track of their business. All this stuff required manual entry over and over. It was a waste of time for a lot of people and it was terribly inefficient. Nowadays, you know, there, there should never be any report writer, business management software like ISN and our others, or any service such, such, as, such as ours as the inspector's office that isn't fully integrated with all those points so that you as an inspection company owner don't have to worry about, is this stuff talking to each other? Am I gonna have myself or pay somebody to manually re-enter this stuff over and over again? Well, years ago, that was a huge problem, a waste of time. 
But as time goes on, you know, the whole driven by inspector needs and the whole vendor community just all got together. So we need to get all this stuff connected. Now, there's still some gaps out there where things are not totally connected. But I see in the next couple of years, all those are going to totally become connected. So this issue of integration, an inspector won't even have to ask that question anymore. If he talks to report writer number one, businessman, management software number two, or some like an ACC, it'll be, yeah, it's a given. We'll yeah, it's almost a, almost a default. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't even have to ask the question anymore. It just happens. Mm-hmm. 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 So you mentioned um, a little earlier that when you took over, um, you, you took over in a, in a pretty tough time. You took over there in 03, 04, and um, in, a, in a real proactive way and uh, worked into 05, which was really good, and 06, and then all of a sudden we run into this huge recession. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a monster, an, an absolute, you know, monster. How did you guys, um, how did you talk about that, that recession and how you managed to, to work through it? Yes, that, that's, that's an excellent, we all remember that time and we never want to see that kind of silliness go on again that impacted so many innocent people, including a lot of inspection company owners. Um, it was a tough time for a lot of people. You know, um, uh, I was very proud of, uh, of how we weathered to that. You know, ACC, through that whole period of time, we still continue to grow. And here's the reason why I think that happened is because, um, you know, of course, a lot of inspection companies got out of the business when the market dropped in 2008 and in 2009. A lot of them got out of business. And I was really sad to see a lot, a lot, of, a lot of folks get out of the business. Um, but uh, those who are strong, those who have the staying power, were able to make it through. And, and it was at that time when, yes, ACC, we lost a lot of customers. But the inspectors who were determined to make it through it, said, I've got to do something bit different to change my business. I need to get more cost efficient. I, I need to make sure every dollar I spend is a wise dollar because I can't waste any right now at all. And we were able to earn those, um, those folks as customers and really add value right. to their company. Right, right. So they we learned. weathered it. We, we, I mean, how, to answer your question, how we weathered it, we weathered it by, by sticking to do what we do really well and adding value to those, those, those inspection companies who are going to weather through that storm. And together we came through it. And now they and we are stronger than ever. So it was really worth it. I think um, the home inspectors diversified. I know that's something that, you know, another term that was diversification. That was definitely something that I was able to do because of my rich construction background. But I was able yeah. to be able to do a number of different things. That has in turn affected or added um, certain elements to your business as well because of the different um, things we can upsell is that would that be a fair term yeah yeah and, and actually that brings up a really good really good subject of, of trends you know trends of what's going on out there yes the, the, this adding of additional services um, uh, thermal inspections like we were just talking about a little while ago with the infrared cameras uh, mold testing is a big one um, of course, septic inspections, water testing has always been around for a long time. Radon gas testing, uh, pest inspections, and a lot of inspectors brought all this stuff into house to be the one-stop shop. Uh, then also you, you add on that tab. Now sewer scope inspections are, are, are really taking off with a lot of, a lot of companies the last several years. Um, and so, so all of those have added real valuable add-on services that I see as wonderful for an inspection company because 
yes, you can go to your agents and clients and say, hey, I'm the one-stop shop. I can take care of all these services for you, one call, done. And that inspection company owner may do all those services himself. He may outsource a couple of them to some third parties. And, but to the client and the agent, it's all getting done by, by his company. And it's an additional source of revenue for him. So it's a win all the way around. Additional revenue, the ability to be a one-stop shop, which helps your marketing, which helps loyalty among your agents. And where we love to play into that, to help our inspect, help inspectors with that, is since we focus on inspection companies only, that's all we've ever done for 20 years, we know all these services. All our employees, they know them in and out. So it's easy for us to talk to home buyers about these, these services and why they're valuable to the inspection. And that way we're really good at doing the, up, the add-on upsell, um, upselling or add-on, uh, ancillary add-on services so we can provide more value to, the, to our customer, the inspector, but also more value to his clients and agents. So in the end, everybody's happy. From a management standpoint, it, it, it challenged you to be able to put your staff through all the learning curves that needed to be able to adequately and, you know, professionally upsell that. What yeah. Did, did yeah. you, um, did that just come natural to you? How did that, you know, because uh, each service that we offer, you guys sell that service. So you're speaking for the voice of the inspector. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, ex exactly. So, you know, um, as, as one inspector said to me one time, um, who has a large multi-inspector company out of Atlanta, who's a customer of ours, he said, you know, when you think about it, the job of the inspector is to get off the phone as fast as possible. But for you guys, you know, the office, your job is to keep them on the phone because you've got things to talk about. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a fact of life for you, for you, for you gentlemen and, and women as, as inspectors is, you know, your, your valuable time is not spent on the phone. And yes, you could describe and educate them on these add-on ancillary services as, as good as anybody out there, because you, you, you actually use the technology, use the services, you deliver the product. But as, as an office, we've taken the time with our, with our employees with very careful training and since we only serve home inspection companies, this is easy for us to do. So it's easy for us to understand what these services are and get right information on how you like it offered, how you like it priced, how you like it worked into the inspection, do you use a third party or not? And then we just roll with it for each individual company on how they like to have it done. So we get the time with the client and the agent to talk to them about these services, whereas the inspector may be in a hurry to get off the phone because you got work to do. But as the office, that's our job to do. So taking the time to educate callers on this is a great way to work those add-on ancillary services to increase the revenue per inspection, but also in the end, end up with a happier agent and a happier client, which helps so, your referrals. So the, when we think about um, a call center, we think, um, you know, what comes to mind, uh, uh, some, some come for, for me, certainly, um, is a huge room with lots of cubicles with uh, with with lots of with lots of folks answering the, the phone and uh, so take take us through uh, your setup and and put out the fire that it is a huge sweatshop uh, filled with um, low-paid employees from so we have a India no no less oh, <laughs> good Midwesterners here at ADC. Yeah. Um, so, so I'll tell you, so that is one of the things that, um, it's actually this huge reason why 
why we don't call ourselves America's Call Center anymore. Our, we're ACC. In fact, we, we have banned those, that CC word around here, call center. Um, I know it's still used out in the industry and, and we roll with it, but we're, we're very much not. And you know, one of the ways that we do that, Gary, is there's not a big room with a bunch of people in it. Um, anybody that wants to come visit us here in Kansas City, we'll show you our facilities. We have two facilities here in Kansas City and it's really much very small rooms, office suites with six to eight people in them. And that's an inspector's office. Next room next to them, another room of six to eight people. That's an inspector's office. So we divide ourselves into these smaller teams. So to our customers, there's not 60 to 100 people answering your sure. phone. There's sure. six. There's six. And so that allows when, those six so, people to learn about his, his company and his, and his uniquenesses and how he wants things done so we can deliver personal service. Right, right. So when you have these six, um, does, does dialect matter? Um, in other words, if a caller from South Mississippi, which is obviously you can tell I'm from the South. <laughs> um, and someone answers the phone and they are in Kansas City or wherever they are. Yep. Uh, the dialect is going to change. Have you had any conversations with um, how that aspect of it, uh, the, the client picks up the phone, they call the, the inspector, the, the ACC answers the phone, and they obviously know they don't have someone from the South answering the phone. Has that ever been a problem? Has that ever that has never, been a challenge? That, that has never been a problem. No, never no. been a problem. And of course, mm -hmm. we, serve, we, we serve inspection companies all through the Deep South, yeah, sure. as well as all through the Northeast, you mm -hmm. know, um, even into you know, the infamous New York City and Long Island accent. Yeah, yeah, I would think, and, yeah, yeah, where And yes, you know, you know, yes, so, so, so the caller may know, so let's say someone from deep, you know, deep Mississippi calls one of our Mississippi inspection companies, and they get the inspector's friendly office here in Kansas City. Sure. So the caller's going to know, well, you weren't born here, because you don't sound like you were born here. That's right. You're not from around everything, here. Everything, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not from around <laughs> here, but, but, but. That's where, you know, but that's where, especially with the fine people we, we hire, we just have a friendly, pleasant conversation with them. So, and to them, we are, we are there. We just happen to be, you know, how people move around these days. We just happen to be somebody, you know, who moved to Mississippi from some other part of the country. And here we are working for an inspection sure. company. Sure. And sure. so it never really gets into the way because everything else we do is local. So everything else, we know all the local stuff. We know all the local streets mm -hmm. and, towns and everything and so so that all gets quickly out of the way the only thing that, that they know is that we weren't born and raised in mississippi but hey we happen to have moved there and we're working for the inspector so mm -hmm. that's really never been never been a problem mm -hmm. talk to us about uh a little bit more about the business aspect of it um i know a lot of a lot of our listeners are home inspectors and they just want to know what's going on talk and they they react to money talk about the three pricing structures that you that you have so um, you mean the pricing structures that we see inspection companies use or that we, that, that we use? You guys, have, you guys have three different pricing structures that you advertise on, on your uh, website. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so there's, uh, we, we try to keep things real simple. Um, life is complicated enough, so we try to keep things simple. Sure. So our, our pricing, our pricing is, is pretty simple. So for, uh, there, so for our services, for for each inspection appointment that, that we book for, for one of our customers. And um, 
we do all the follow-up to get all the arrangements done and make sure everybody's on board and all the third-party services are there and access to the appointments been gained and all the email addresses are had the pricing is all correct and everybody's on the same page so we can guide the inspector in once he completes that inspection appointment on site then our per appointment fee applies which is usually $21 per appointment um, the second part of our pricing is a monthly base rate and the monthly base rate is really determined on the nature of that inspection company. Because as you know, Gary, inspection companies are all shapes and sizes. So there should not be one size fits all. But we try to break it down into something simple. So you have inspectors who are fairly new to the business. So we call them beginning inspection companies. So we have a certain base rate for them because they're just starting their companies. Then you have uh, inspectors who have been in business for a while and they're maybe still a one man, one, one man company and they're getting pretty busy. So we call that an established one inspector company. We have a base rate for that. And then you have multi-inspector companies, which are really all shapes and sizes because you can have a multi-inspector company with four inspectors, but they may be doing the volume of really two inspectors that are really busy. It just happens to be four inspectors. So we custom quote all our multi-inspector companies so it fits their business and where their business is in their business life cycle. So we have a monthly base rate, a per appointment fee, and then that third component is just a one-time, just a one-time fee for the process we go through to onboard a customer, learn his company, learn his ins and outs and all his preferences, his scheduling, his pricing, his services, how he likes to do everything to get him onboarded with us. That's just a one-time fee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting enough. Yeah, very good. And so, um, you, how many employees do you have? How many, what's your staff? Uh, 20, 50, 150? How many people? Currently how right many? now, currently right now we're at 60. 60? Uh, again, all divided, into, all divided into small teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're continuing, we're continuing to hire. So if you know any good people, Gary, please send them my way. We only hire the best, but send them our way. We're continuing to hire. Right Because on. we're blessed with some really good growth. We're also blessed and, and here's another trend that I've seen in the industry that you may have noticed that some of your listeners may have well, is that, you know, as, as time has gone on, um, inspection company owners are getting more business savvy than they were 10 years ago. And part of that busy savviness is understanding that, hey, as, a, as an inspector owning a company, I can't do everything myself. I used to think I could, but you know, I can't. And I don't like doing some of that stuff. So I'm going to go find somebody who can do some marketing for me. So they'll look for somebody part-time to do a little marketing for them, hitting the agent's offices, because maybe the inspector didn't like that. He gets a better return. Then his business grows faster. Then he goes, oh, wait a minute, I need help now with these emails, text messages, phone calls. And the old model used to be, well, I'll just tough it out myself. Then it evolved into, well, I'll hire somebody. But that turned out to be expensive because he's got to find somebody, train them, put them in front of a phone and hold his breath. They don't leave him a couple months later for 50 cents a dollar or 50 cents an hour more with somebody else. Then he's got to start all over again. Hiring headaches are a pain. So a lot of inspectors have moved away from that and they've said, you know, I'm going to find somebody that I can outsource my phones to that can do as good a job as I can and who are specialists in this. And that's really fueled a lot of our growth here the last several years is as inspection company owners have really become more business savvy about how they're spending their money 
and now they how they want to spend their money to get the most return and the most value is to bring along a partner, not a call center, not a service, but we view ourselves as a partner to partner with him to grow his business. Then he may bring in a part-time marketing person. And what he finds out is his business goes up 15 to 30% just from making the wise move of bringing someone in to help him with his phones because he was missing business and he gets quality of life back. So he can go home at night and have dinner with his family and not have to return 10 voicemail messages, 10 text messages. Right, some you know, freedom. Now has a life. Yeah, freedom. Have a bit mm -hmm. of life. Being a business owner should not be a slave to the business. It should be something you should be proud of and it should be growing and you should have time to sit back, kick your feet up and say, look, 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 look what we've grown rather than always feel like a hamster on a wheel. So we, we know that the smallest inspection company has one inspector. What is the largest inspection company you guys uh, team up with? Uh, the largest, the, the largest we serve at this point is probably getting close to 20 inspectors. Mm -hmm. um, we have quite a few that are between 10 and 15. We got a bunch that are between five and 10 and we got a whole bunch that are one or two or three. And believe it or not, we also have a ton that are also on the beginning cycle of starting their companies. And those are the ones, those are the inspection company owners that are also pretty unique because they're just starting their companies, but they know from day one, there are certain things they should not be doing. They're, they're professionals at doing the inspection and running the company. And they say, okay, we're going to go to ACC because they're the professionals at handling my phone, email, text messages, and converting those into jobs. Yeah, this service business has a lot of moving parts. It does. It, it really does. When you think about an inspection company, some people can kind of make it seem simple. But, you know, these days it is not, it is not simple. You know, we talk about all the services that an inspector can offer and they become to get expected in his market. So he's got to manage all that. He's got to manage his marketing. And most home inspection company owners are not skilled, educated marketers. So they have to figure it out or have somebody teach them. That's another part. Then you got the whole financial and accounting side of it. Then you got the whole reporting side of it that you guys have to do reports now you got the phones and the emails and the text messages, all these moving parts. It, even for a one-man operation, all that can get very time-consuming and make the gentleman feel like he's in a cage. Mm -hmm. And his business has him as a slave. And it should never be that way. It could be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, where do how? What's the best way for uh, our listeners to get in touch with you, to contact you through your website? You can go to our website, take a look at that, americascallcenter.com. You can also send an email to your office, easy, your office at americascallcenter.com. You can also call us or text us at 888-462-6153, and you can ask for Paula. I'm Paul. You can ask for me too, but you can ask for Paula, and she'll take really good care of you and explain everything. So you can... Go to our website, email us, call us, text us, whatever is easy. Perfect. Very, very good conversation. Paul, thank you so much. Gary, thank you so much for this time today. Great questions you've been asking to me. And I, I love the podcast you do. I love what you're doing for our profession. So on behalf of many, I want to thank you for all the great work that you do. Thank you. Talk soon. <laughs>